0: blog talk radio hello and welcome to perfect 10 wrestling live with me matt mayer aka the implications your host here on perfect 10 wrestling and columnist of the imps adventure series on lots of pain.net For some reason i did that introduction the wrong way round. you are now in your <laughs> two minutes of random who knows if the theme is going to play uh just a little heads up I've also got some new soundless headphones (laughs) I've gone up in the world that does mean I've got I'm currently leaning really weirdly with one onto one ear so I can hear whether the theme plays or not and then I'm just going to lower them (laughs) but it I should be able to hear the theme plays so I don't continue talking take a gamble yeah I'm gonna do that right hopefully you don't hear when it happens and that feels really weird <laughs> I'm not doing the show about any the played after like one minute 30 seconds, even less than that, that That's nowhere near the record, nowhere near the 10th ve- the record we made like four minutes when Clive was on, <laughs> a little mental <laughs> uh, but it played the theme like three times, that's a only pressed it, pressed it once <laughs> the continued <laughs> shenanigans of me trying to play the theme on Love the Pain Radio the stinger's fine, <laughs> I don't know what was wrong there Ah, the singer's absolutely fine, but for some reason it can't play my theme. <laughs> I'm going absolutely mental. Ah. Anyway, I kind of did my intro. It's quite a little bit weird and off point. But anyway, welcome to Perfect Tech Wrestling, uh, where we're covering the last week of the WWE. However, this week's going to be a little bit different, where you get a little bit of a taste of what it's kind of probably going to be like after May. So we're getting a little bit of a change. I don't know if we're going to do a show name change, but it... The show be like identical and everything but name. <laughs> because I'm thinking of changing the name. Perfect 10 a bit outdated. I want to do something more relevant to my, my brand in a way, like my Imps Adventures thing. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. <laughs> but just a heed of warning, at the end of this month, I'm likely to change the name. And I might get help from Ben or not. I can't decide what to do. <laughs> so hit me up with your suggestions if you've got any. But at the moment, yeah, that's playing around in my mind. Also because I'm going to become less WWE centric so I do want to cover the wider world as well especially with the news that's come out this week there's so much news that <laughs> so when Byrne hit me up just uh, just to let you all know Byrne has been caught up with work this was likely to happen at some point and uh, he's not able to make the show tonight well he might be able to make it later but this is a solo show so I'm probably going to be done by the time he's available so anyway but there are so many notes <laughs> there is a very likely chance I'll never get to Raw or Smackdown. <laughs> so this is going to last me probably for the entire show. I've already burnt five minutes with the theme. <laughs> so that's nice and easy. So I guess thank you to of the radio for that, helping me through. Uh, but anyway, there's so much to talk about that I guess I'm going to jump straight into it. Uh, so I'll maybe talk about like NXT at the end if I want to, because I really enjoyed NXT this week. However, there's a lot of news. <laughs> so first off, WWE. Well, WWE, we're trying to figure out what the hell is going on with the the wild card. Oh, let me rephrase that. The wild card, bitches. <laughs> I'm so happy <laughs> that that meme has come back uh, <clears throat> with a uh, Charlie day in the sunny Philadelphia in an, in one episode. He was just the wild card. It was like, have you, have you cut the brakes? Wild card, bitches. <laughs> it's, it's such a funny episode. Uh, But, yeah, for me, that's the only good thing about this wildcard thing. So, uh, with WWE, there's something that kind of fits into my, I guess, my viewing world. And, I guess, to talk about my viewing habits, to kind of relate to this WWE stuff, I kind of need to go into a slight bigger picture. So, WWE and their TV ratings, they're not great They're going down. From right, Raw was a few... uh, a few 10,000s higher than it was last week. By 10,000, it could have been 80,000 for all, and I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> but as far as I know, the WWE Raw viewing figures were up from last week. They did like hype it in a mini way, like the Roman stuff. That was such a weird weekend <laughs> where everybody was just like, oh, this. Well, I, well my tweet was just saying, like, oh, God, like this up feels so thought through, like quite possibly the most thought through thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, I, just, I can't believe how thought through this is. Where every week something is seemingly abandoned and then something new pops up. <laughs> so it's just like, there is no point getting invested in anything because it'll be the next panic button bucking thing to pop up next week. So we'll get we'll get into that in a second with the wild card, but just, <laughs> yes, I'm going to say that every time. <laughs> it won't get annoying. It'll be fine. I'll keep this show short then, <laughs> just to, make, to not outstay my welcome saying it every single time anyway so numbers aren't great The California kind of falling this week saw a little uptick but it's like with all the things that you have to do with roman and then with vince mcmahon being on raw and then him hyping up that the show is going to be one to remember it sure was but <laughs> not in the way they hoped it would be but yeah so that's kind of on the backdrop of the fox one billion dollar deal where they are, where sputnam live is going to be jumping to fox in october you will be moving from tuesdays to fridays and fox obviously want something back from that massive investment. So the rumours coming out this week or like the reports, a bit more on the solid side were saying that Smackdown Live is to hit this is coming from Fox that Smackdown Live is to hit 3 million to avoid risking cancellation. In the words of Tuck, Tuck from Scrubs nothing's gonna happen nothing's gonna happen see that's what happens and Burns not here. <laughs> I makes Scrubs references and like sing <laughs> <laughs> no one to temper me. <laughs> oh, no, this is what it was like before WrestleMania, wasn't it? Uh, that's, yeah, burn. Oh, there's with, with no burn, there's no there's singing. <laughs> it's also Eurovision next week. So it's it's a weird time for people in Europe. <laughs> but anyway, so that was the word they, they hit 3 million, immediately everybody going, not going to happen. <laughs> like, really? But WWE seemed to have taken measures to try and maybe hit that. So you've seen that with the panic booking, like we need to find something. I mean, it's, it's not great to watch, I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, there was a, I think I'm looking at this from uh, one of the people from OSW review. where they made the point now of uh, it's kind of like when TNA jumped to the Monday Night War thing they did for a little while. and well, I mean, like a really little while. <laughs> and went ahead of WWE, and every single week it was, Like, this new flashy thing to try and get your attention, this new flashy thing to get your attention, this new thing. And, yeah, it just led to the show not being that great or, like, it was something new every other week. (laughs) I was really, didn't know what to get invested in. And it's the exact same thing happening here with WWE now. Of course, it's a different scenario, but it's the same thing that's happening. Well, every week it's something new to try and get your attention because they desperately want your attention. And if I'm right, they're reaching, like, impact numbers. for <laughs> When they were doing that, <laughs> like, the numbers are not good. <laughs> when impact was on Spike, they're reaching similar numbers, if I'm right, for the television. Of course, back then, there's, like, YouTube wasn't the massive thing which TV had taken on board. Like, the, uh, like, a lot of the Internet people had, like, taking YouTube, like, really, really well. And they're all jumping to it. It's this massive thing. But TV still kind of laughed at the Internet, weren't taking it seriously. Uh, you see that affected in WWE programming. They did not take social media seriously. Like, like the internet was deemed as a nerd thing, which they were behind on the times on that. <laughs> but that's how it was looked at within media still. But anyway, so this is slightly different because you got that on you got TV now on YouTube and things. So these aren't the final numbers. That was we get two million views on a Brock Lesnar video or all the Randy the Mickelins stuff that was getting like two million views if I, was, if I remember rightly. So you, do you add that <laughs> to the figures or? That people who watch some of those figures were with people who watched it live. Also, YouTube's international, so would you expect those numbers to be higher for an international company? Although people at home did watch it live, and I don't (laughs) know. My point being, (laughs) the numbers are going down, and I brought up YouTube because WWE took a measure this week to my detriment. So WWE this week decided that they would cut the number of YouTube uploads of their shows. In hope that people would jump to actual to watching the actual airing, and uh, James Boyd of One Nation Radio nicely informed me that stuff from last week hardly had any views in WWE. It was a, like the numbers were apparently I do got them from, but apparently around like 80,000, which is low for them. Like even a video of not much interest will get over 100,000 about. It was, like maybe not always a, a way over, but. So, to have, for that to be the average, that's not great. <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> that is not great. But that is super low for them. But the point being, WWE cut the number of YouTube... Unless that was uh, US views. Anyway, we won't. <laughs> so, WWE cut the number of YouTube uploads of the shows. And if it's that many people that are watching those YouTube videos, especially if it's that many people in the US and like like 2 million, for example, is made up of a lot of international uh, viewers, then this isn't going to do anything. Advertisers couldn't give less of a shit about foreign views, as in their viewing figures. They couldn't give less of a shit. Like, do they actually care how much WWE, how many views WWE is getting on Sky Sports in the UK? Like, I can tell you, it's not that high. (laughs) Last time I checked, it was below Mm -hmm. 200,000, which again... UK is only the size of Florida, but we are very compact. <laughs> we're like, we're going to get our countries like nothing. <laughs> Again, it's the size of Florida and America, like Florida's just, just a part of it. <laughs> it's flipping massive. <laughs> so, but my, my point is those numbers aren't that high and a little piece of news that comes later, that piece is, that, that that other company we am going to talk about later, if this deal just go through and it does lead to something, their numbers would just demolish WWE in an instant. Like there'd be no comparing. WWE would be on a separate thing and this other company would be a much bigger thing, uh, I'll get to that later, obviously. But so it's really weird WWE cutting the YouTube uploads because it adds so little. <laughs> it unless they, they just saw the numbers and thought, oh, two million watch that. If we cut that, that could be loads of people jumping on to watching it live. When in reality, the answer is, did they check where those views came from? If that 80,000 from James Boyd is... I probably should have asked him if I talk about it on the show. But yeah, if that 80,000 is the US viewing figures, then like for like a decently watched thing, or if that was the like average of US viewing figures of the YouTube videos of last week, that is still... like What is the point then? <laughs> there is no point in not uploading those to YouTube. Because in terms of YouTube, those numbers are decent, they're still fine for YouTube. They're low for WWE YouTube. But like if if interest is down you just expect that kind of drop still. Like the it's it's not quite half for, for the lower stuff. Because again there are a lot of there's like there's segments every single week that aren't watched that much. Then you get to Becky Lynch or something and that one watched a hell of a lot more. But yeah <laughs> that's really weird. So then the next update comes for me, in that in that little world, so you, them kind of cutting down the number of stuff they they are uploading on YouTube, uh, especially saw it with Monday Raw. That is the only way I've been watching Raw as of late. <laughs> so basically, this is a notice out for future weeks. burning you're gonna have to pick up the slack. <laughs> I've not been wa- I've been not. I've not been watching Raw, and then I started watching like the odd segment on the on the YouTube channel. Then it went down to a few segments, and now it's basically the gray Wire... Firefly Funhouse, Well, I really toyed <laughs> with doing a stinger at <laughs> Firefly Funhouse today. I didn't. I <laughs> thought about it. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so if WWE... Like, oh, yeah, so one of them would be the Firefly Funhouse, and then the other one would just be, like, one of the videos maybe caught my attention. I hardly watch any of them. The point is, I've watched, like, maybe two videos from one of them on. One of them was the Firefly Funhouse, <laughs> which tells you something. that like, I am... Um, I'm not investing in One Night more and the quality I've seen has not given me any reason to come back. And I am keeping up with the uh, the show on Twitter. I've made a point to follow both people who are still f- happy with WWE and watching it, and people on the other side. I uh, know people try to be neutral. Like, I've tried to keep Twitter like a place where I can get a good gauge of what the product is kind of like. Does that makes sense. They like, can't get a perfect gauge because, of course, your own personal opinion will com- be completely different to everyone else. Like by watching it. But seems such a wide general consensus from all three of those demographics, like the people who are the super fans, the people who are kind of neutral on it and just enjoy wrestling in a way or just report on it. Then you've got the people who are like really against it or kind of been disillusioned as well. Like all of those together are all on kind of a similar page. So that gives you quite a strong consensus when that's happening. The quality of their television is not good on the whole. They've got a few little things which they've done quite well. Some of them have been like falling onto it, like Kofi Kingston, because that wasn't their plan, (laughs) but they went with it, and I have to give them credit for going for it and they've built on it really well. So like there are things they are doing right, Daniel Bryan character, amazing, (laughs) but there's so much that they are not doing right. That like why, why? (laughs) So that's my kind of first talking point. Is I pulled a lot of the stuff from YouTube, and that was the only way I was watching. So now I'm flat out not watching more. I'm not going to jump to watching more <laughs> because it's three hours. It's way too long. Like not, like not If they upload them later in the week, I need to check back actually to see what has been uploaded. But if they do upload stuff later in the week, then that's really the only way I'm going to watch it. Uh, keep in mind, I'm not American, so I'm not involved in their interest. <laughs> so, so me doing this doesn't really matter. But if you do live in America, I still highly recommend watching it on YouTube just because the show is so damn long. And quite often it's quite fatiguing of both your enjoyment and just uh, when it's bad, it's even more doubly fatiguing on your ability just to enjoy wrestling as a whole. So that's one thing as well is you don't want to get burnt out. And that was my uh, <laughs> thing with like, column writing as well because I used to write awards for Monday Night Raw like every single week. i watch the episode. i take screen caps I put that into the column and I'd uh, flesh it out with like stupid awards. However, then it dawned on me that in a, being able to do that meant I'd have to watch more every single week. And that got to a point where I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so hence why I talked about random stuff, whatever I want to talk about, but I'm also a new Japan guy as well. I've got my backup. <laughs> when WWE fails me, I can just go over to Japan and be happy. I've got other news to talk about later with <laughs> those stuff. Uh, but yes. I spent way too much on the YouTube thing because it, it affects my viewing habits more than it probably does most people. Because I'm assuming most people don't do this. They don't not watch the show and then, then they'll pick highlights from YouTube. I feel like I'll be one of the few in that aspect. But, yeah, the show's not been good enough to watch the whole thing. So I'd rather look at the YouTube thing, see what catches my attention. Maybe, of course, some of those will be clickbait headlines. And if I fall for it, that's my own demise. <laughs> I have to suffer my own punishment for that. You know, once I realise maybe it's something I don't care about, I can't click off it. <laughs> I don't have to sit there watching the whole thing. Uh, that could be a punishment <laughs> for myself. It's a, a bit of a laugh. Anyway, I feel like I need to move on to the YouTube thing, take a quick sip of tea, because I did burn my tongue last night, so it feels really weird. Mm. I do apologise because I do sound weird or whatever. I am... I, as I said, I burnt my tongue. It feels really weird in my mouth. <laughs> Where well, I burnt it as well, rests on my teeth. <laughs> so it's, it's really weird. And the most annoying thing is I have somebody who really likes food. And I can't enjoy my food at the moment <laughs> because the tongue, even when it's resting, it rests on the teeth, so it's pain. It's so annoying. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Oh, well, that was actually quite an exacerbated art. <laughs> Nothing that we do, we do, that will make me as angry as me realising I couldn't eat a cookie. <laughs> I had half a cookie and I couldn't eat it. Ugh, I had to give it to someone else. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's a good thing we do. WWE. Uh, the second thing we WWE. I've already talked about it a second, uh, a little bit. The wildcard bitches, which immediately became confusing. So that's a great sign. So with I don't. So with this man, uh, kind of, he's had it a few times. Now he's kind of struggled to get. A, like he's had the words. He's, it's like he knows what he's trying to say compared to me just then. Like <laughs> so he knows what he's about to say. And then he just gets it wrong when he actually says it. So I'm not be surprised if, if these kind of statements he's been making about the forex are a lot more scripted than we think. Uh, especially I just assume Vince McMahon isn't super scripted because he's Vince McMahon. <laughs> but he could be scripting himself with these things just to make sure he gets it right. Did he get it wrong anyway? Uh, was it that uh, SmackDown superstars could move to SmackDown and also SmackDown superstars could appear on SmackDown? Like oh SmackDown superstar can be in a SmackDown game. <laughs> like I know what you meant, Vince, but that isn't going to stop me from taking the piss. <laughs> it, yes, very blatantly, well, you didn't mean that. <laughs> I know. I even got what you said, even though you said the wrong words. But the fact you said the wrong words is enough to take the mic, <laughs> and we get, the whole internet did it anyway. So long. Apart from the few people who did take it like word for word, is like, how does that work? <laughs> was like no. He just misspoke. (laughs) You can figure that out yourself. You don't need to take every word, literally. Anyway, it wasn't many people that did that. You're fine internet. (laughs) You You didn't look stupid on that one. But anyway, the wild card, what is it? So when Visit Man said it, it was three superstars from either show could appear on the other one. So if you're on the SmackDown brand, you could appear on Raw, as was the case on Monday. And if you're on the SmackDown brand... You could appear, if you smack from the wall, perhaps you could appear on Smackdown. I feel felt, I felt like I muck that up. <laughs> anyway, so they started off with three, and then by the end of night, it was four. So they immediately broke their own rule, or Vince had the wrong number, or well, they didn't know what the number was, and they went with three, and they were wrong. They estimated wrongly. <laughs> so there's, n- there's many reasons why that could have been the wrong number, but it was the wrong number, which is great. <laughs> At the, end, the end result is it was the wrong number. So that's not great. Looking on it. And then we got... I'm trying to remember who was there. There was AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, and more. But I've just zoned out. <laughs> Again, I didn't watch more. I've got all of this from Twitter. <laughs> what I can see with all the different people. I've had columns on it as well. So Sam's put up a good column on this. I think he did. I think it was mostly about... He talks about more numerous topics, but I feel like he did touch upon this one for quite a bit. You just make it so that when I'm plugging his column that and he goes, what you, you do get what you're expecting. <laughs> I did not want to... Put, he does talk about those topics. Good, good column. I'm collabing with him at the moment. I'll talk about that later. But anyway, the wild cards. <laughs> so they delivered the message so well that immediately after on Twitter, they had to put they put out articles explaining what the wild card is. Like going, what is Vince McMahon's what, genius wild card thing? Uh, and the fact they had to do that, that that's immediately, the, like a, <laughs> it shows you've taken that first step really well. Where it's it's been delivered so confusingly that no one has either any idea what this ball is, and then immediately you do an article on it, and then immediately the next night you break the ball state in the article anyway. (laughs) So it's like, well, what's the point of any of this? (laughs) It's just nonsense, absolute nonsense. (laughs) So so I, I put, they did put out a tweet trying to sum this up like the way I was feeling about this, but it's like WWE are breaking their own universe walls and rules with no rhyme or reason so what's the point in getting invested in anything like you, you do not know what is going to be canon next week because they're rewriting things that things are happening, they're being undone the things are, like rules are being set to only be broken for no reason, the immediate feeling was when the Roman Reigns stuff started it's just, they're just breaking their rules for no reason whatsoever <laughs> so what is the point in this it's, abs- again, absolute nonsense. <laughs> but, uh, it's, a, it's a shame. Poor thing lobster head. <laughs> anyway, I feel like enough talking about WWE. The wild card was absolute nonsense. It brought back the meme of Charlie Day, which is my favourite thing. <laughs> but the actual product itself is just more confusing. Because we feel like, it's, is it for set people? Is it for random people every time? Is it actually for numbers is not going to change at all, is it? Is it definitely going to be a thing next week as well? Was this really a Mother Night Raw to always remember? <laughs> Which Vince McMahon said at the start of the show. That was that was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, let's just move on to the next bit. I'm going to move away from WWE. So, so again, the other announcement. Sorry, Bernie, you have to pick up the slack. <laughs> I am not been watching. <laughs> I'm not watching more. Anyway, next up. AEW. They've had two major things. If you talk about AEW, then take a bit of a ad break for me to rest my burnt tongue. But AEW have landed a major television deal in the UK, which has been announced. Uh, well, not television deal, a major deal with a television station. That's a better way of putting it. So you would have seen this all on Twitter and everything. And I know quite a few of my most of my listeners are American, so you're probably not going to know a lot about the station. But it's called ITV. And ITV was the third station ever in the UK. So it's got some history. Uh, that's a little different thing in the UK. We had, for years, we only had like two or three channels. Then we got channel four in the eighties. got channel five in the nineties. And it was those set, set five Then sky came in. Oh my God. Television sent on space. <laughs> and that came in. And then, uh, the, then you got, yeah so many channels on sky and whatever, but those first five have all, always remained free to watch. The BBC's provided by uh, like television tax and whatever, but the those five are free for everybody. And also are there spin-off channels like BBC Three, BBC Four, uh, ITV Three, ITV Four. know, BBC Two's not really a spin-off; that's counted as the one of the first five. Uh, but anyway, to that point, so that's what leads into AEW, who got their deal on ITV box office, to which most people in the UK never knew existed. <laughs> so it's relatively new. There is a thing called Sky Box Office, and this is, it's more known for sports and things. So, like, uh, if you're watching an anti-Doshua boxing match, that'll be on Sky Sports. No, that's, it's, our, it's our pay-per-view thing. WWE shows used to be on Sky Sports. We did have it in a deal to get a few free ones on Sky Sports normally, just like on a normal television station every year, which was an awesome deal back in the day. But, yeah, but yeah, anyway, the, the shows did out on Sky's Box Office which is more announced, has got an actual history to it, compared to ITV, where they've had, like, in the past year, maybe a few boxing events, and the numbers weren't great. Most They have only had, like, a series of boxing matches, Twitch, like, people had no idea they were a thing. <laughs> so that's, that's great. <laughs> but anyway, so really this ended up being a win-win for both parties. ITV are looking for some content on their box office. And AEW are looking for somewhere uh, to host their pay-per-view. It's, it's win-win. Like Both parties need each other in this situation. And if, uh, in, if it works, this is a massive win for AEW because they strike up a partnership with ITV. As I said, the third channel to ever exist in the country. Like, they've got a huge... They, they are ingrained in the culture. Everybody has their channels. Again, they own the thing called Freeview, which, which means it's free. Everybody has these channels. That's why it's pretty major. So, the uh, Double or Nothing will be airing on ITV box office. It's like £15. I don't know what I equate to dollars. But yeah, it's £15, which is nice and easy. It's not very expensive compared to Fight, where it's like 40 quid, (laughs) which is mental. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so Fight's 40 quid and this is 15. It's piss easy to decide which one you're going to go with there. Yeah, (laughs) piss easy. But the pre-show is going to be on ITV4, which I've already said. Everybody has ITV4. So that is meant <laughs> that is to think this deal that actually exists for me is kind of mental. So even if AEW end up getting a TV deal with ITV and it's on ITV4, which is one of the lesser channels, everybody still has it. And if you're getting those channel flickers going through, they're still going to get to ITV4. Like Everybody's got that channel, which means the likelihood of them being found is a lot bigger. They do have like separate HD stuff like so if you, people like me, where well, you've not actually purchased the HD to get all of the HD channels, you're not gonna have, you're not gonna be able to say in HD, but yeah, because I'm a little bit cheeky. <laughs> My skybox broke <laughs> and they didn't make the old one. So when they replaced it, they just replaced it with an H B D box. So we've got HD without ever paying for HD. <laughs> recommended, try and keep your box for as long as possible so that it's out of date when it needs to be replaced. <laughs> That's Recommended. I don't know if they do that in America, <laughs> in the UK. It's a genius idea. <laughs> anyway, so yes, it being on ITV ball, ball is huge and it being on ITV box office is relatively big even though it's not unknown. I'm not expecting the numbers to blow anything out of the water but the the, the fact we're seeing like, ITV promoting it on Twitter is really weird. <laughs> I never thought we'd I'd see ITV associated with something like AEW. Like, it's never crossed my mind that those two parties would coincide. It's just... Yeah, because ITV did do World of Sport and they they, they linked World of Sport. They promoted they did World of Sport, it got like a million viewers and then it kind of dropped down. Again, just remember what I just said there. World of Sport on ITV got a million viewers, while WWE was below 200,000. That's what I meant <laughs> by if AEW get this deal on ITV, it will blow everything out of the water into the WWE ratings comparison. Like, it's not a competition, it's not even close. I'm pretty certain even ITV4 would give them much better numbers than being on Sky Sports, which is a paid extension onto Sky. Like, when you get Sky, you don't have Sky Sports. You have to pay for it to get, like, a thing on it. And there's, like, Sky Cinema as well, or movies, whatever it's called. I don't have it. (laughs) Sky Kids as well. So it's kind of like American services in that manner. But you get – because we've got Freeview, you get, like, a bulk load of channels anyway. But, yeah, so I've got Sky Sports. (laughs) But my point being, it's like an extension onto Sky, which you have to pay for anyway, and you have to pay like an extra 10, 15 quid to get that, that Sky Sports every single month. So it is, yeah, a lot of people won't have the extension on the extension essentially, but ITV4, everybody will have, a blow it out of the water. It's massive, even if even if the main is on ITV4, that'll still be huge numbers. <clears throat> I feel like I've drifted off a little bit on <laughs> the main point. Second point, before I came on today, uh, earliest day was announced that the what was it called? The Turner Warner or Warner Turner, whatever it's called. Uh, They own TNT and they're going to be doing their advertising fair at Madison Square Garden next Wednesday. And it's expected that Cody and the AEW guys will be there advertising on TNT for AEW. Which again, is pretty big. The fact that next Wednesday we will know (laughs) that it's been built up for so long, (laughs) it's really meant to think about that's actually happening in six days. <laughs> that is really cool. <laughs> so we'll know again. It's that's that next criticism. We don't even know if they got a TV deal. It's like, don't criticize until you actually. It's really it's really weird to, seeing that side of Twitter. It's like this like the tick box moves every not tick box like the, the the expect the ability to pass the mark for the for the critics like seems to move after every single time they pass the test, and the next one is the television deal. Like, I know, you've you got to be ready for, as soon as that television thing, like, the market's going to move once again. <laughs> it's happened every single time. It's going to happen again. But anyway, so, AW, major DVD in the UK, now they're going to the US with the whole TNT thing, will be ne- an- announced next Wednesday. Yeah, that's pretty big, right? TNT, as far as I know, that's a network that lots and lots of, like, millions of people have that in the UK. Like, uh, I think, is <laughs> not my forte. That is the one that WCW was on. Yeah, I never watched WCW live, obviously, because I was born in 1992. <laughs> yeah, I'm still relatively a baby <laughs> in in these in the adult world. But yeah, I never watched it, WCW, so I don't really know. I just watched it on future things. Anyway, drifting off. <laughs> so I know those millions of people have TNT, which would be massive. The day of which it will air is not currently known. It was previously rumored to be a Tuesday, however that would cause certain clashes on TNT, like NBA. And I know they had to do politics stuff every now and then, thanks to Twitter. Uh, so it could be Wednesday as well. Wednesday's relatively free, so that could be fine anyway. Plus Wednesday's NXT day, so I'm watching wrestling anyway. So hey, <laughs> uh, so those two days seem the most likely. Which again, the fact that this has been announced and it's it, and it is a major network. And it's not just a major network in the US, it's a major network in the UK as well. Like, it's just a double (laughs) whammy. One day after the other. And in the middle, they announced Jerry Lynn. (laughs) Jerry Lynn. Everybody loves Jerry Lynn. Uh, They've been been bashing through the referees as well. (laughs) Which is awesome. I love Bryce is He's brilliant. If you haven't, highly recommend checking out Joe Dino's Spring Break and the one-man show that is Bryce Hemsburg in the Invisible Man versus the Invisible Stan. (laughs) Like, it's and um, it's like the best one-man show he <laughs> will see in ages, where Bryce puts on these special goggles so he can see the invisible wrestlers. <laughs> it's a genius idea. <laughs> and it's an amazing match. Highly recommend watching it. It sounds silly, but trust me, it's really good. <laughs> it's so entertaining. It was a match that just blew by for me because I loved it so much. But anyway, that was the major AEW news of this past week. Uh, if you do want to know more about AW, I'd highly recommend going to the YouTube channels associated with them. Uh, Nightmare Family, which is Cody Rhodes' like, more personal YouTube channel. That's more than, like his stuff with like Brandy and him and like the opposite kind of side of things. They'd be doing a Rhodes 2-double-or-nothing. nothing i highly recommend going to that channel. There's also Being the Elite, obviously. That's the one that gets the hundreds of thousands of views every single time. I think Cody's already reached over half that, so he's building it quite nicely. But still... Being the Elite is obviously where the major stuff with all storylines is being put, just like like as normal. That will shift, obviously. I don't know if it will shift immediately after Double or Nothing, where they can start setting stuff up on their own things, because they got a show in June, a show in July, with a bit more regularity happening on the build to October, which is quite a smart idea, because they can get shit sorted out. <laughs> they can figure out a lot of the broadcasting issues on these platforms before getting on to TNT, which is probably preferable for TNT, so they hit the ground running. Rather than having to figure all the stuff out. But they're doing that on these, these pay per views. So, quite a smart idea. But anyway, I feel like that's enough AW. We still don't really know much about it. I think that's the thing that excites me the most. We don't know that much about it, but it is new. And new is exciting. And new is easily questionable by, <laughs> by uh, the skeptical people because there's nothing to back up your argument of excitement because it is new. And all really going off is the fact it's new. <laughs> new, exciting, new and exciting it's, it's, it's yeah, great time for wrestling anyway I am going to take a quick break I was right that I don't need to talk about Raw Spatdown I, <laughs> I have I've blasted through this <laughs> so I'm going to take a quick ad break and when I return I'm going to talk about New Japan for wrestling money in the bank a little bit and then we'll see if I've got time for NXT I'm going to try and keep this show under an hour but what I've just listed could take me there. <laughs> anyway, I'll be back in like five seconds after whatever localized advert you get. <laughs> right, see you in a bit. Hmm. Do holler if you can hear any, any like feedback from my headphones. Because they are soundless. But ironically, the sound from them escapes pretty well. <laughs> it's really weird. Like I can't hear anything when I'm using them. Like if someone's talking to me, I just have to look at them blatantly. Just like I can't hear shit. <laughs> these are these are good sound of earphones. However, ironically, the sound from them escapes pretty loudly. I've got it, I've got it turned right down for this, <laughs> and I can still hear it really really pretty well there. Anyway, let's bash through. <laughs> that was a mental pick me up. Because I, I just died a little bit there and I, the, the t- I felt the tongue again. It's not a sentence I thought I'd ever say on this show. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, I went to my uh, friend's house the other day and he's got like, a really cute uh, six year old son. But for some reason, he really wanted to put his finger in my mouth. I think he cut his finger, I thought it'd be hilarious to try and just uh, put it in my mouth. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> And he's trying to come up with all these different ways to like, distract me and trick me into, do, into him being able to do it. And then at one point he just ran away, just going, I'm trying to put my finger in your mouth. And just ran away. I was <laughs> just like, what an odd sentence to turn and shout at somebody. <laughs> that was so weird. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah, uh, yeah. Great kid, but <laughs> that, that was such a weird sentence to have out without you. <laughs> anyway, need your pen for Wrestling. That's the next thing I'm moving on to. So, yeah, a bit of an example of what the show's going to be like maybe after May. Uh, It does depend if uh, Burn is able to stay for a little bit longer or not. The thinking, the plan is no, and I'm planning for no. (laughs) Burn told me two months, and I'm planning for two months, and he's going to have to tell me differently if it's different, (laughs) because I'm I'm switching, damn it. (laughs) I'm changing the show completely, so Burn needs to tell me. (laughs) Anyway... So, New Japan Pro Wrestling, the next thing, well, we really just want to cover wrestling a bit wider, where if you want to talk about WWE, I'll talk about WWE. If you want to talk about New Japan, I'll talk about New Japan. But there'll be quite a few weeks like this where, because I'm talking about so many different promotions, and with AEW being, with WWE being a mess, that's loads to talk about. With AEW being this new exciting thing, that's loads to talk about. And I'm enjoying New Japan still. So I feel like those three together can cover a show. And then, like the odd week, I'm still going to be blown away by NXT, like I was this week. <laughs> so, so much to get through. And I just said I was going to try and keep the show under an hour, and I just blabbered on about just <laughs> nothing. Anyway, uh, last Friday and Saturday, Friday and Saturday last week, uh, was New Japan Pro Wrestling wrestling Don Taku uh, over the two days. And I've done a column on the like little write-up on it, uh, which I posted last Sunday. Yeah, please read it. put <laughs> effort into it. Uh, I'm really annoyed because I spelled the Heisei era wrong, So, yeah, It's quite a good time for New Japan. I've tried to hit upon this in the uh, Best of the Super Juniors uh, preview column that I'm currently penning with Sir Sam, which will hopefully hit you at some point over the weekend. Uh, That starts on Monday. (laughs) But, yeah, we're inviting that. I'm trying to get across as well that the culture of Japan is seeing a major shift because of the change of eras. The change of emperor brings on a new new era, and in Japan, that is linked to their kind of cultural identity a lot stronger than it is over here in the West. Like if we had a change of king or queen, it wouldn't not it wouldn't feel like a strong cultural change like at all. However, in Japan, it marks a new era immediately, and it's a really big thing. And you kind of reminisce on the past era, and you look upon the new one with like hope and excitement for what's going to come. New Japan is echoing this really strongly. <laughs> so wrestling Don Takio was a look to the future with uh, Dragon Lee versus Ishimori. You like kind of look at the future as well. Kazuchika Okada got the present and hit uh, facing o- Sanada, who is seen as the future. And Sanada, oh, I'm sorry, and Okada after the match was talking about who's going to reign over the Reiwa era, which is the next era. Rewa, R-E-I-W-A. <laughs> because I heard people, I heard Kevin Kelly say Rewa, and I was like, I have no idea what he just said, mate. <laughs> not a clue. I'm going to have to Google that, because <laughs> like, Rewa is not, for some reason, I find it really difficult to pick it up when people are saying it. <laughs> so I made a point of mentioning it in every column I penned as of late. <laughs> Rewa. So I'm not going to forget the name. But I'm really pissed that I felt say wrong at the start. <laughs> the golem. I got it right every other time. I didn't catch that at the start. I spelled it wrong. I was like, ah, oh, FML. <laughs> God damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't think I've left it. I think I don't think I've gone and changed it. It's just like, nope. That's how it's up. I'm gonna have to live. I'm gonna live with it. <laughs> I'm not gonna change it. I spelt it wrong. It's gonna stay spelled wrong. But anyway. So yeah, New Japan is seeing this cultural church shift along with the rest of the country and there uh, is It's like Tanahashi in a way is easy to look back at that now as they kind of reminiscing over the, the era. Uh, the, the, that's kind of what it feels like now. Like, he represented the Heisei era in such a strong way for New Japan that him winning at Wrestle Kingdom was kind of like a final hurrah, like a, a, like a last, final huge ride. I don't know what's going with that. <laughs> but now they're looking to the future. And Wrestling Don Taco for me really exemplified that. Best of the Super Juniors starts on Monday. Uh, I think there's a show every day. Uh, I'm not sure how uh like necessary it is to watch every single one of them but i definitely recommend the first two nights uh just like it's, it's essentially a g1 climax where there's two blocks and then the winner of each block faces each other in the best of super juniors final which is at the sumo Hall, which is an amazing venue uh i think it's so difficult to say i think it's the the ryu gaku again <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i get that right <laughs> But yes, that's why I call it the Zoomer Hall. So, don't, so I say it right once and never have to say it again, and you can all be impressed. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that's going to be uh, later this month at the Summer Hall, and Dominion is next month in June, which is the se- I, I'll call it their Summer Slam. But that's only if you relate G1 Climax to the Royal Rumble, and you kind of have Summer Slam at the start of the summer, and the Royal Rumble at the end of the summer, and then you have WrestleMania in January. <laughs> if, if that cycle makes sense to you. Dominion is really, like, outside of G1 Climax, if you ignore G1 Climax, uh, the, uh, Dominion is New Japan's second biggest show. Like even Maybe even with G1 Climax, it's still their second biggest show, but G1 Climax, like the Royal Rumble, kind of takes life of its own. So that's why it's got, that's why I kind of relate it to SummerSlam. One, it's in the summer, the start of it, but it's still summer, and two, it's essentially their biggest, second biggest pay-per-view next to their like main huge one. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that's why you get quite excited for Dominion and the winner of the Best of Super Juniors, they get their title match at Dominion. So yes, this, that's why it's kind of a, a big thing for the Juniors. So also, they are looking to the future with their build, with their building of their stars. They've had a slow build of someone called uh, Shingo, who is I think, I think it's Takagi. I can never remember his surname. Close, call him Shingo. He's uh, relative enough. It's <laughs> <He's> close enough. <laughs> well, yeah, so Shingo. It's been somebody they have built over a year, and it's at that point now with this nice slow build from over a year that he feels like a could be a huge force <laughs> in this junior division. He's also a really big muscly bastard for a junior, <laughs> so that's quite exciting to see. Uh, they've got a new champion in Dragon Lee, who they kind of established as a wrestler with that heart and determination to go on. And he's got and it's the kind of the respected rival of Hiramu, like in a way where they feel like really good friends, but it's that competitive rivalry. And he's been coming out with Hiramu's mask. I've named the mask (laughs) in my collab with Suzanne, but I can't remember the name of it just now. As in, it's the name of uh, uh, Hiramu's luchador gimmick he had when he was on his excursion in Mexico. So he wasn't called Hiramu for a few years. And yeah, I relate the mask to that gimmick. Can't remember his name though. (laughs) But anyway, they're kind of building up Dragon Lee as well to be this as this champion with heart and determination, like to feel like a Really strong babyface champion. But he's in the same block as Shingo, which is exciting. And he's in the same block as uh, Bone Soldier, Taiji Ishimori from the Bullet Club, who last year in the Best of Super Juniors, he came in and he just had a destructive debut where he everybody and made it to the final. Lost in the final, but he felt like a force to be reckoned with. And then he won the title at Wrestle Kingdom off of Kushida, who he saw debut on NXT last week. Like, everything ties together. <laughs> all night in a nice little bow. But yes, Very exciting. That's the first block. The second block... I'm only going to finish quickly. second block is Will Ospreay. Surely you know Will Ospreay by now. And uh, an, a new debutant called El... I'm oh, not El Desperado. El Fantasma. <laughs> God damn it, it me. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, El Fantasmo debuted for the Bullet Club in the Wrestling Dontaku Tour. Uh, he might have just debuted on the final show on one of the two nights. Can't remember which one. But at the end of his... He won the match. He looked impressive. Uh, which is exciting to see for the This tournament coming up But after the match he got Because uh, uh, the Young Lions Who are like the wrestlers in training They all uh, come to the ring and put ice packs Onto the wrestlers after the match is finished It kind of sh- sh- it Sells the like the kind of Pain they've just gone through, a job to win or lose that match uh, But after they Brought in those ice packs El Fantasmo took one of them and started teabagging With Ospo with it Which is <laughs> like he, he set the bar too high with his debut. <laughs> like if if he's going to keep have that level of enjoyment, <laughs> no, he set the bar too high. Fantasmo. <laughs> do you really teabag your opponent on night one? At <laughs> least like at least a little bit down the line, <laughs> but no, like so I'm expecting big things from my Doesmore. <laughs> that was that was, an, that was a fantastic debut, but yes, anyway, best super juniors. I'm, so I'm doing a. Preview where me and Sam are going through every one of the competitors in a nice little preview, so you kind of know a bit more going in, and we kind of know a bit more going in, kind of sharing our, our intelligence with each other. Our inter now it's still not like right. what we know our information. <laughs> Good God, yeah. So yes, uh, well that shall hit you at some point over the weekend. And again, if you do have do Japan World, Best Super Junior starts on Monday, and I think it airs every single day, um, and. You don't need to watch all of the show. I don't know if they upload the whole show. But, yeah, the tournament matches are normally all worth watching. Uh, If they have multi-cam for them all, that has been a thing in the past where a lot of the shows in the middle were all, like, one hard cam. But they have said this year that all the shows are going to have English commentary for the first time, which is a major plus. Uh, I'm used to a New Japan where there was no English commentary. (laughs) so For me, this is all awesome. All this wealth. I know for a lot of viewers, like that would be expected, especially in the West. It's like, uh, uh, like, it was, like that entry point seems a lot more difficult when there isn't any English commentary. But that's what the I <laughs> jumped in. <laughs> so what they did in the ring was super important to me when I first started watching because no English commentary. <laughs> so you, just, you only learn what you see in the ring, and the wrestlers are good enough that that wasn't an issue. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Yeah, so my main point is: <laughs> look out for Best of Super Juniors. Wrestling on Taku, uh, the three matches I talked about in the three championship matches, for me, they're kind of all worth watching in their own way. Uh, but in terms of what you tune in for, there's probably not much point checking out Jeff Cobb versus Taichi if you're, the style you want is kind of that strong style. Then I'd highly recommend Tomohiro Ishii versus Evil, which was just another really good example of that style. So if you like that style, <laughs> that's the first point. Of the when you watch these Pampa wrestling... This style is really highly rated, but it's not, not everyone will enjoy it. <laughs> it's not guaranteed they're going to enjoy the strong style, or because loads of other people do. That's the great thing about wrestling at the moment. There's so much variety, and New Japan in itself has such a wide variety, <laughs> which you'll find out when you read the preview column by me, me and Sir Sam, which sits over the weekend. Right, I think it's time to move on. Money in the bank. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about money in the bank and then end on NXT. But money in the bank... The build seems to have somewhat been pushed to a side for the attempted, uh, totally not panic uh, booking fixing. (laughs) Fixing should be in quotation marks. (laughs) Um, There was still some, but it was like so much like overshadowed by all of the. Let's just say bollocks (laughs) that was going on. But uh, they have got the two matches, the the men's and the women's, obviously. But there, it feels weird. Just because they had them announced, and then but the major story this week has been the uh, wildcard bitch. <laughs> I said it was going to do it every time. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's kind of overshadowed the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which is like right around the corner. Not forgetting that they've got... I don't know when the date is, actually. <laughs> should I check that? I really should know when Money in the Bank is. As somebody who at least says to be, as you can hear me typing away, it is on the... No- what? 19th of next week <laughs> I knew that <laughs> oh, I mean the, the amount of time feels right since WrestleMania but uh, oh, I was not ready for that <laughs> I was it to be like in a week at least another week uh, because, of course they got Saudi Arabia earlier in June which well, I'm not watching but obviously that's right on the corner they've got a European tour now so they'll be back soon from that uh, Becky Lynch was in Dublin today and got an absolutely amazing reaction from the fans, which is like that's still cool to see. <laughs> the home girl getting like a, an um deafening reaction, it's like yeah, they've not forgotten Becky. <laughs> it's awesome to see. So yeah, yeah, Money in the Bank's next Sunday. Jesus Christ, it's the Go Home Show next week. <laughs> oh, God, no, that yeah. no, that's thing. That's what that's made me properly laugh. That oh. so yeah. Uh, yeah, so they've had a panic week this week. And it's just a weird build now. The show feels like it's gonna be really odd because the panic week this week is surely they would have done more focused building maybe if there wasn't this panic booking happening. So like it's the go home show this week. So assuming more matches will be added, but they've got two Becky Lynch ones, two Money in the Bank ones, Kofi versus Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Is that it? Oh know. To any tag team matches? Maybe the revival versus whatever Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are called. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, oh, what are the utos doing? Are they more involved in the revival? I don't know. <laughs> That's so weird. Stuff happening there. And I don't know if you, anyone saw the phrasing on WWE.com on the, like, because they do a recap of the show and they'll have a picture and then they'll have a paragraph underneath it just kind of describing what happened in the kind of like, cool way, something up what happened. And one of the sentences read, oh, something on the oh. lines of, it's up to the revival whether these punishments continue, <laughs> <Essentially>. <laughs> I paraphrase that, that's not quite right. I recommend trying to see out, seek out the article. I know people did tweet it, so you can maybe find it from uh, I have a Sean Ross Sapp, or Ryan Satin or, I guess, I feel like North of Payne would have reported it as well because it, it was just funny. <laughs> but anyway, the, uh, so people just laughing at that. It's just like, oh, God. And it's like they've tried to bring, down, bring the revival down the peg after they've not signed their contracts. And what it's actually done is it's made the fans more invested in the revival and more angry at WWE, which I don't know why they thought it would work, especially in an age where there's a lot more shared information and people can get that information a lot easier. Like, the news will spread. <laughs> it's just like, why? What? What's wrong with you? I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Anyway, I gonna say anyway, because that kind of re-jogs my my brain. <laughs> so I don't die. Anyway, yeah, proof. So, Money in the Bank had an extra no-build. They've got the hogo home shows next week after they've been all knackered from a European tour. They've got the Wild Card Bitches thing going on. And I feel really. I feel like I'm getting... Re- That's going to make me really camp over the course of these shows. <laughs> if I say Wild Card Bitches every single time. <laughs> but yeah. What is going to happen with Money in the Bank? They've said apparently they want the men's winner to be treated as a really big deal because they feel like they've dropped the ball over the last few years. That said, that whole... That says was no way because they change everything all the time and the plans aren't sticking. There are no long-term plans as far as I can see. They're winging everything. I, I don't know... I don't think they know where they're aiming for and they're hoping, kind of like WrestleMania, where things just kind of fell into place. They got... like They got lucky with Kofi because that... I, I, Apparently the pound was Kevin Owens and the Kofi Kingston thing happened and they went with it, which was 100% the right decision. But they were lucky. They fell on it. That wasn't in their plans. And if they're hoping to do that again, eventually they could, their luck will run out. Eventually. They won't be able to do this forever. Just dividing the luck and maybe something lands and they can just go with it. <laughs> like No, that will not happen. And once October hits, we're going to be in a very different wrestling world especially with if uh, AEW just indeed kick off in September or October, then you've got the Fox deal where there's a lot more pressure on WWE to deliver. It's just, I feel like we might be in a lull now. However, the talk around the wrestling world is bubbling. It's getting excited (laughs) and the drum roll starting to happen. It's under the surface stuff where the excitement is there for the relatively near future. It's just like now, Whilst it's just WWE and they are in a complete creative mess. <laughs> that was coincidentally, on the if I have a WWE's YouTube channel or their PR YouTube channel, I can't remember. But they loaded a quick two-minute video looking at a behind-the-scenes look at the WWE creative, and yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, it was just uh, I found something a nice way to describe it. But they talked about how much they how much television they write every single week, which is an impressive number. But it's that thing of uh, quantity, rather than not really talking upon quality, And they were talking about, uh, like, we aim to deliver this and that. And and comments were disabled. (laughs) I can't think why. (laughs) Just like like the comments were just massively and uh, you couldn't like or dislike the video either. But that, that doesn't surprise me. I feel like that's more for the slightly more corporate world of WWE to show that side as like an inside thing. Isn't that cool? Or like as an advertisement to future advertisers for Fox. I don't know. It seemed like a, a, a nice, quick behind-the-scenes look whilst comments would have com- just contradicted everything they're saying. <laughs> oh. uh, I've not even talk- touched upon the news of uh, apparently Fox and USA wanting the brand bit to end. That was being rumoured earlier. And maybe the wildcard bitches was like a midway point between the two. So who knows how Things will end up eventually on Fox, but WWE, they will not say they're panicking, but their TV product says tells a completely different story. It is all over the place. It is that's why I said panic booking. It's the TNA thing from, from when they did the Monday night, when they did their new Monday night wars, where it was desperately trying to do something every single week to grab your attention. Something new, something shiny, something, please watch us, please watch this. we am doing something cool, we're doing this cool now, we're doing this thing cool. That didn't work, I'm gonna try this next new thing that's cool. They didn't last long, I and mean, we're we in this state. If they continue to do this and there's no consistency for me, that's the big thing. Whilst they are doing this and shit is changing every week or every two weeks, in the meantime there's no consistency with storylines or characters, so there's nothing for people who are watching to get invested in. And if the things are changing every couple of weeks, you don't know what to get invested in. <laughs> you don't know if it'll be canon the next week. <laughs> so it's they. I feel like they need to kind of. Dial- Maybe, maybe they're overthinking it. Maybe there is pressure on them to deliver, and the fact they're not delivering is causing a bit of a panic, so they're having to think of new exciting stuff every single time. But these, there is no quick fix, from what I can see. It's going to take time and consistency to do this. And I reckon that's something AEW will deliver on. It's just that character consistency. they proved it with the uh, last year with the arc. that was called. Bullet Club is fine. <laughs> yeah. For me, that was their shining light in story writing from those guys. I'm not sure how much input Gado had or the people at Being of Honor. It felt like a lot of that story was written by the people on Being the Elite and the young books, essentially, are the creators behind that. And that, that proved how great they can be at that storytelling part. If that is their example of what they can do, my hopes are very, very high. And WWE are going to have to pick up their game. And for me, that's that's the best result from this. I have I think it's numerous times. I don't want to only watch one or support one or say one's better than the other. I want if my my dream scenario is the mixture of this fox the pressure from the fox deal, and AEW being on TNT. The pressure of those two things both existing forces WWE to pick up their game, and not just a searching for constant quick fixes, but like a proper overhaul, because this isn't a quick fix that will solve everything there's issues in the actual functioning of their creative process but everything from the from the script writing and how that's kind of produced to how the core ups are handled to how wrestling com- how the continuity works to how it's shot uh, the actual camera work itself isn't that bad <laughs> it's like, well, i was taking a breath for the next bit but the actual production part, as in the guys in the truck, as like, I don't want to go mental like Kevin Dunn, but if he is the guy was calling for those cuts every two seconds, it's it's just impossible to keep up with. And it takes me out of it every time I do it. And I know I'm not the only one who said that. It's not good camera work. It's not good. <laughs> it's the best way to put it. It needs an overhaul from top to bottom. It can, not everything needs to be... Like completely overhaul, not everything comes up so often, but it need, everything needs to be looked at because it's not working. And there's a lot of things I would change. <laughs> Again, as I was saying, from the creative process to the production process, there's a lot of issues. And there may be little things, but all there's so many little things that it all adds up. And as like one whole package, there's so many little things that are just irritating that I've just stopped watching Raw. <laughs> and for me, that's the biggest thing. Raw is too long for me. So I don't know if it will be for everybody, but in my personal opinion, when it hits that two-hour mark, I'm ready for the show to end. It is every week, even if I'm enjoying the show, once it continues past that two-hour mark, it has outstayed its welcome. I'm starting to get a bit bored now. And more often than not, they'll hit a little bit of a lull. And they've know, they know now that the uh, that the ratings drop after that second hour. They get so much money from advertising, they're never going to drop it, especially in this current climate. <laughs> especially, but uh, even... They could maybe drop it whilst they're getting the money from Saudi Arabia. And they've got that if they do stick with that deal for 10 years, which is going to be a PR nightmare the entire time, <laughs> at least for these next for this year, it's going to be not great every time they go. But at least that money could mean they could drop the third hour, but they're not going to do it because it brings them so much money. So, yeah, <laughs> anyway, I've shifted off a little bit, but point being. Money in the bank hasn't really had much of a build. <laughs> That's what I was talking about initially. I went off on a bit of a production rant to do with when AEW comes in and everything and pressures from yeah. When come October we could see a massive overhaul from WWE or not, or they continue on the same path. And it takes AEW to be a success, and the pressure from Fox to really push in on WWE. has to shut the microphone that. <laughs> uh, with uh, those those things together to properly push them. Either way, that creates an exciting time as a fan. So I, complain, I can complain and moan now. <laughs> but, you're not forgetting we'll also get G1 Clavis in August, so we'll be nice and excited after that. But yeah, so there's a lot to be excited for in the near future, even if right now we're just like, oh, man, it's, it's all shit. <laughs> it's not all shit. Only WWE is shit. And, in a way, only Raw. Like SmackDown is now getting like Raw um, debris. <laughs> it is. Like, everything that... Rela- Se- seemingly, on SmackDown this week, everything that seemed to relate to Raw somehow was crap. Everything that was just solely SmackDown was fine. <laughs> it just... That's not the scenario you, you like, really want. Now like, even when they let AJ Styles, Sami Zayn and Kofi Kingston, they just let them go out and wrestle. Like, the story part of that was utter bollocks and was nonsense. Them just wrestling was great, because they've got, arguably, like, the, the most talented roster they've either ever had or like in a long time (laughs) this is an incredibly talented roster but the actual production and creative side around them is just letting them down it is not good (laughs) it's not the roster that needs an overhaul it is the actual processes behind them and like stuff like the Luke Harper story that's not going to help WWE like the story of somebody asking for their release and then them going no we're going to extend it instead like that's not going to help their cause (laughs) Uh, yeah, he sets them against the company, that sort of thing. It's really weird why they do that. But yes, Money in the Bank, the build's kind of died off, and it's next Sunday, and <laughs> it's like a go-home show, and it feels like the focus is all over the place. I'm not going to stay up for it, because the main point being, Money in the Bank is airing the same night the Game of Thrones finale is airing. So I'm not watching that live, and I watch Game of Thrones the next day, because I'm English, so I'm not watching Game of Thrones, uh, watching, uh, Money in the Bank on Monday either. I won't be watching that until Tuesday. Tuesday but I watch Monday Night Raw. Well, I used to watch Monday Night Raw. The good thing about me not watching more is I could watch Money in the Bank now. But it means I will be going in kind of knowing the results. Because, of course, like, oh, I could do a column on it or I don't want to, want to do a New Japan column. <laughs> it would be better than Super Junior And, like, Day 1 and 2 would have aired by Tuesday. So I don't want to be covering Money in the Bank if it, if it depresses me. <laughs> if it might. It's going to... They're still on that really long thing as well. I think that's kind of the way I'll sign off of this show. I've drifted off. I'm not going to talk about NXT. <laughs> uh, Matt Riddle vs. Adam Cole was really, really good, and it's highly worth. I highly recommend watching it. And the Undisputed Angle, Undisputed Era Angle, which was put up on the YouTube channel and the Twitter, uh, which followed after the match, uh, that is 100% worth checking out as well. Like it's just night and day between NXT and the main roster in terms of actually like character consistency, arcs, and storylines. But and just you get immersed. They know how to immerse you as well. They know how to make you care. <laughs> it's just night and day, it's insane. Uh, even when they promoted writers, like it's still been the same. Like NXT has been light years ahead. But my, yes, yeah, no, that's that out of the way. But winning the bank next weekend. My final point to end on is the stuff is just too long. It's quantity over quality, and they've not really think the things about more is better, but they've not taken into consideration the actual fans watching said products. So for I get one out watching Raw, it's too long. Uh, WrestleMania, by the time Kofi and Daniel Bryan had finished, I was kind of ready for it to start winding down. But no, we that was halfway through the show. It <laughs> was just a whole. It was a very good WrestleMania up to a point, and there was like three or four Raw matches in a row that just killed it. <laughs> that was just like the momentum went straight down to a stall. And by the time the main event came on with the three women, the crowd was just dead. And that was a match where they genuinely were hyped for all three of them. They'd done an amazing job building to that, and all three women, like they truly felt like they were they were built for that main event. And the crowd was just knackered. <laughs> so they're not taking things into consideration in that way. Uh, and with, with these four-hour pay-per-views, again for me, they're too long. As I've said, when that second hour hits the television, I am it is overstayed. It's welcome. For me, the pay-per-views somewhere between two and a half and three hours was a nice sweet spot depended on the pay-per-view. Like, some would go a little bit longer, some would be closer to two and a half hours. I was fine with that, with the, just with the window of time. <laughs> it worked with pay-per-views, because they couldn't go over that three-hour time limit. But, you see, I mean, you've got, like, a 30-minute window of which the show might end in. And, with, depending on the show, some fit it really, really well. But all of these being four hours, with uh, Summer Salama and WrestleMania being five, it's just too much. <laughs> I fatigue watching these shows. They've not taken into consideration what it's like to actually watch the show, and it is too much. And the idea they've done to kind of help it is the ebb and flow tactic. we got match, which the fans care about a lot more. Match care, fans care about less, more, less, more, less. So the, mo- so the momentum of the show goes up, down, up, down, up, down, which is fine for two hours, I reckon, maybe three. But for four hours, it means for that last couple of downs, like, they are really down. <laughs> like, like, why is this on here? Kind of down. Like, I'm ready for this show to air, to air, to end. <laughs> but that's a really weird kind of pay-per-view issue for me. I'd personally be fine if, like even just cutting 30 minutes, and when, once it hits that last bit, it starts to be big matches and you don't get any ebbs, you just get flows. That's what I do. That's what I do personally. <laughs> but they won't do that. Six to the four hours. And you have to suffer anyway. <laughs> anyway, I uh, to do one last anyway to end the show on. That is my kind of little rant about WWE. But I am, for the actual world of wrestling, I'm really excited. This news of AEW kind of <laughs> it breathes life because suddenly you know where, what the standings are. You know what is set before. You. You've got the deal on TNT, you've got the deal on ITV, maybe. <laughs> but... The cards are out on the table. Suddenly we'll see how they get played. I don't know. I'm linking to Las Vegas. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with it. But anyway, thank you for listening. Myself uh, myself and Byrne will be back next Thursday, hopefully. Byrne uh, its suddenly been hit with busy work, so I don't know how long it will last. <laughs> I'm not an expert in this field. Anyway, I'll be back next week. I will be back next week. Hopefully Byrne will depend on his job. But please do check out the other Laws of Pain Radio shows. Uh, this Saturday is the 7 million special uh, with uh, at least myself, I think Doc, Latter, and hopefully more. I need to get confirmations. <laughs> so that's already a pretty wide breadth of people you don't normally see interact with each other. But yes, the 7 million special will be taking place. Uh, I think I'm recording it at lunchtime, but if the number is a little bit low and workable. Then I can maybe be live at lunchtime on Saturday. I'll let you know. But <laughs> well, it's a 7 million special celebrating Northern Pay Radio, breaking 7 million listens here on Blog Talk Radio, which is mental to think about. <laughs> Just massive thank you to everybody, like every one of you that represents a little number that I'll look at. Just, yes, thank you. Thank you quite. Thank you a lot. <laughs> it's mental, again, it's mental to think about that like we're actually doing a 7 million special. <sighs> but yes, that is this Saturday. so Check out for either. I'll put out a thing if it's live or if it's going to be recorded and put up later in the day. It will be Saturday, regardless. Uh, and uh, Fridays, just go through the normal stuff now. Uh, Fridays is the Right Side of the Pond with Mav, Maza and Off Sometimes Plan. Uh, Saturday is all about all elites. It will be on as well as uh, the seven minute special from the guys who bought you the WCW Legacy series, Miss Fan and Shane Mystic. They'll have a lot to talk about this week and they'll also be doing their MLW Legacy series. Uh, Sundays is the Doc Says. With, the doctor with a wide variety of topics. I think this week he's joined by Sir Sam, so that'll be nice and fun. But he's going to be everywhere. <laughs> uh, Mondays is Kingdom of Honour with Jamin and his friend Jeff talking about Ring of Honour and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Tuesdays is the Global Revolution and Live After Smackdown Live. It's One Nation Radio with Rich Latter and James Boyd. Uh, Wednesdays is Planned Sports Entertainment is Dead, aka Plans Seed or Opinion. And Thursday, it's me and hopefully Burn. Yes, exciting times for wrestling. <laughs> and thank you for listening to me just blabber on for an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, much appreciated. And again, for every single one of you that makes up that seven million mental number, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> uh, from everybody here at Lots Pain Radio. Anyway, that's the end of my show. My burnt tongue feels really weird. <laughs> so I'm going to go to bed. Uh, and with that, I'll be with you... Adios. Hmm.